0: You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely high, you know, and I think that's what you come into the season with. You come into the season with, you know, high expectations and we're keeping up to almost all the way up to our expectations, uh, just playing well, competing and, you know, sticking to the game plan and making it work and winning games. So, you know, as long as we continue to have that formula, we're going to continue to have high confidence. And I feel like my thing is, whether it's individual or as a team, I feel like you should definitely always have high confidence, and you know, just in yourself and your abilities. If you don't, that's, that's, you know, what you need to work on.
0: Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. My Dogs by Nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious Seven, and you're listening to The Opposition's Position on Dogs by Nature Radio. NFL Week 5 is chock full of competitive matchups. Perhaps the most compelling happens this Sunday in the City of Angels as your Cleveland Browns traverse the Great Divide in their attempt to short circuit the Chargers in Los Angeles. Well, to help us get ready for that fury in Cali, we've reached out to Tyler Lawrence of the LAC Shock Therapy Podcast. For the record, he can be found at the Master Bolt on Twitter. So Tyler, somehow the LA Chargers seem to have slipped under the national radar coming into the 2021 season. But after taking a stranglehold on the AFC West, the league has officially been put on notice. Is this what you expected? How is this fan base responding? Is there a battle for the soul of Los Angeles between you and the Rams?
1: I expect the Chargers to be competitive this year, even in a strong AFC West seems like the Chargers have always had a, a competitive roster, but coaching has been a major factor. Going all the way back to 2010, when Norv Turner was the head coach of the Chargers, uh, they just seemed to, since then, always struggle to close out games, and I, I feel like coaching has been a major factor of that. We don't have the biggest fan base, especially with the move to Los Angeles, that left a lot, uh, a pretty bad taste in, in a lot of San Diego fans' mouth. Uh, I think the fan base, those who stayed, always knew we always had a uh, competitive roster and we had the players to compete year after year that hasn't really turned into wins for the team over the years um, they, they haven't been regularly blown out or anything like that this is just a team that has struggled to finish and much of that follows on game day decisions whether that be clock management or making decisions based off analytically driven decisions uh, or just playing bad luck those days seem to be behind us Um, But when I look at the battle for LA, the Chargers are definitely behind. That's just a fact. The Raiders are still LA's team. I know we got the Rams and Chargers playing Los Angeles now, but LA seems to have that market cornered, even with them being in Las Vegas. Uh, Even before that, when they were with the uh, Oakland in Oakland, the city of Oakland, it just seems like it's always been a Raiders city. They have the largest fan base in Los Angeles. But if you look back to like the, the pre-2000s Patriots, that was one of the most embarrassing historical franchises. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they, they seem to have turned that franchise around and they turned it into a top five fan base. I mean, if you go back to the early 2000s, nobody was a fan of, of the Patriots. So if you want to have fans and you want to build out a, a successful franchise, you have to win games. Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley, the the head coach, the new head coach of the Chargers, they have that ability to turn that around. You have to win games to create a fan base. And I think we have the right pieces in place for a long-term successful franchise. And that'll build out the, the fan base
0: that way. Tyler, best of luck in that regard. Your future looks pretty bright from here. One of the biggest reasons for that is your first year head coach, Brandon Staley. Staley seems to be an outstanding fit for this franchise. What has this Ohio native done to set him apart from his predecessors? Brandon
1: Staley has bought, brought a culture change to the Chargers. He not only brings leadership, but he brings so much more. Like Every player, when you hear press conferences from the Chargers, they all, they all stress the importance of the team. There is no single player on this roster. It's a team, 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 team type of effort. Staley has created a culture where everything you do is is team oriented and every player is just, just they just seem fully bought in. Look back at every team has won the Super Bowl and it's much of the same. The Chargers are legit. It's not because of any leg- legitimate player. It's, it's a team environment. We don't have the strongest players. We don't have the fastest players. I mean, Keenan Allen. He's a top wide receiver in this league, but he's not overly talented in any one area other than his route running. He's not burning b- by people like Tyreek Hill is. Uh, he's not overpowering guys like Julio Jones has. He just is a smart, and instinctual player, and he's bought into this team environment that we've created, and he's just a part of the team. What we have is typically it's, it's a group of guys who just – feed off each other, who believe in one another and trust one another. And it's apparent when you hear about the team, the players talking about the team as as an overall environment. They trust in their coaching staff. The staff trusts in their players to execute when it matters most. Staley has built this mindset into these individuals. He's taking calculated risks, uh, driven by analytics, which is something new to the Chargers, and he puts his players in the best position to win. Whether that's going on fourth down, passing on early downs, uh, going for two after a field goal has been missed. He believes in his players and his players believe in him. And culture, it really is everything in football. And you're seeing it right away with all the success he's starting to have uh, just four games into the season.
0: Tyler, your recipe for success sounds oddly familiar. It's just one more reason for us to get excited about this game. As much as I like your offense, I think I'd like to start on the defensive side of the ball with this team. Is there a discernible weakness with this group? And is that theoretical weakness a moot point because of Derwin James? The weakness of this team, I
1: believe in its interior defensive line, Jerry Tillery, for instance, he's excelling at rushing the passer from the interior. You're seeing him get a lot of pressures on the quarterback. But honestly, he's a pretty big liability in the run game. And I think ultimately it comes down to his leverage in the run game. He has major issues of getting down, uh, holding his ground, especially against some of the more, uh, the, the better run offenses, which we're going to see when we play the Browns here this weekend. The Chargers, they play a, a, a gap and a half scheme, meaning that the defensive line is responsible for their own specific gap, but they also have to be able to, to fall back into the gap that they just kind of left. So if a player like, I, I don't know, like a three-tech defensive tackle who's responsible for the B gap, he has to be able to fall into the C gap that he had lined up in front of. So like he moves over to, to his gap, but he also has to be able to fall back and play that gap in a half scheme, uh, which is different than what most teams typically run. It's not necessarily a two-gap scheme where you know, as a, a defensive tackle lining up over the center, he's in charge of both A-gaps. Uh, he's in charge of a specific gap, but he has to be able to fall back into his his secondary gap, which is a little bit different than what most defenses play. Uh, every team that has played the Chargers so far, they've had uh, some of their lower, lowest passing games against the Chargers, but they've had success at running the ball. I think the Chargers are still getting their scheme set with the right players defensively. It's a weakness if anything, to their interior defensive line. Jerry Tillery, Linval Joseph, Christian Covington, they're the starters as of now. I know Justin Jones fits in that. He's injured right now, and on injured reserve, he won't be playing against the Browns. Uh, the depth of that group, it isn't the strongest. Not like It's not like it was with the Rams last season when Brandon Staley was there, but that group is going to be very important for the game come Sunday against the Browns. We'll have to see what they do with that group as the years go on, as they uh, build help that scheme a little bit further.
0: Hopefully we can press that weakness this Sunday with our rushing attack, but between you and me I'm a little worried about our passing game, and this Bolts defense is no joke. And as good as they've been, Justin Herbert looks like a revelation that has been even better than advertised. How did you feel about the acquisition at the time? How do you view a ceiling and What does he do well that might get overlooked? I was honestly a bigger fan of Tua
1: Tagovailoa coming out of the draft. As a college athlete, I think it's fair to say that he was the better prospect at the time outside of the injuries. His pocket presence, his progressions, they were just ahead of Herbert at the time. His talent level though, maybe not so much. Tua seemed to take uh, a hit toward his confidence after that hip injury that uh, required surgery. He doesn't have the the power or the arm strength. He doesn't do the things that Herbert typically does naturally. I still think surrounded around the right pieces, Tua can be an exceptional player. But overall, uh, Herbert I think is just more talented overall. He's been able to develop at a much faster rate. Uh, put the players side by side though, and you'll notice you'll notice the differences. Herbert has more mobility, especially after Tua's injury. He throws better when pressured. He fits the ball into tighter windows. Also, he doesn't really get flustered like ever. You know, even if he throws an interception, it's just on to the next play. He doesn't really dwell on on his uh, mistakes that he makes from game to game. I love the demeanor of both players. Both are humble leaders. Uh, Herbert is just so overpowering in terms of his intangibles and what gets put in front of him. Uh, it, it really just puts him in that upper tier of quarterbacks. I, I truly believe... Justin Herbert is in that upper tier of quarterbacks just in his second year. There's no such thing as a sophomore slump when it comes to him. Uh, There's no reason he can't compete with Patrick Mahomes or some of the really elite quarterbacks in this league. Uh, He's right up there with them. And if
0: he's not today, he will be very, very soon. Tyler, Justin Herbert is proving you right in real time. This roster is so full of playmakers. How do you see these guys performing this Sunday? What are the major storylines? What are the Chargers keys to victory? And do you have a final score for us?
1: My main storyline against the Browns has got to be the Browns offensive play style versus the Chargers defensive play style. The Chargers are more built to play against the pass, which is where this NFL's league has kind of come to. While um, the, the defense isn't going to be able to stop the run quite as well. Uh, The fact that the Chargers are built to play the pass defensively versus the Browns really puts them at a disadvantage because I think the Browns' real strength is in their run game, and I think everybody can see that. You're already seeing the Browns running 30-plus times a game. It's their style of game. They want to control the clock, and the Chargers aren't really built defensively to stop that. Now, I think that the Chargers are going to lose this game mainly because I think that the... Browns strength on offense really overpowers the Chargers strength on defense the the key to the game is going to be able to move into a a quick two-score lead and force the Browns to play from behind which is I think is going to be their weakness Uh, the Browns don't want to put Baker into a situation where he's in empty sets and having to pass the ball a lot Uh, I also think that the Browns have some injuries specifically to Jarvis Landry And I don't think Odell Beckham is the player he was back when he was with uh, New York. If we get into a line of scrimmage battle with the Browns, uh, the the game is over because that's how the Browns are built to win. It's the strength of their team. So the main storyline I'm looking into this is if, whether or not the Chargers can get out into a lead and force the Browns to play from behind and take them out of that run game that really makes them so dangerous. I mean, when you look at the Browns, they have two of the top Running backs. I mean, if you look at uh, Hunt, <clears throat> Hunt was a phenomenal running back with the Chiefs. We we're very familiar with Hunt. And I think he could be a starter for at least half the teams, if not more, and be an every down back for, for them, uh, whoever that team may be. And you've got two really premier running backs there. You have a top five, easily top five offensive line, if not the best offensive line in the NFL. And I think that makes things really hard. Uh, being the, the Chargers, who have struggled against the run, against the Chiefs, against the Cowboys, even against Washington, they've really struggled to stop the run. And I think that's going to be a key battle, uh, a key um, key to the game if the Chargers have any hope to
0: win. Our guest for this program has been Tyler Lawrence of the LAC Shock Therapy Podcast. Tyler can be found at the Master TheMasterBolt on Twitter. Tyler, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us here on Dawg's Manager Radio. Before you go, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience? What I really like about the Browns is the Browns' defense
1: is built for long-term success. They have a lot of super young, talented players. I, I think Jeremiah Wosikormoa was a top 15 talent in the draft. He was legit the seal of the draft. To get him in the middle of the second round like the Browns did was just phenomenal, um, phenomenal, whatever you want to call it, just where he was drafted. I know he had kind of the heart murmur that kind of dropped him, but there's no reason he should have dropped out of the first round. He was a top 10 player taken in the middle of the second round. And then you look at Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, Greedy Williams. I believe all the three of these players were drafted in the late to first round, early to second round kind of area in in their respective drafts. Uh, They have plenty of time on their contract. They could all find themselves as legit lockdown corners. Uh, Grant Delpit was seen by many as the best safety in his class. He's not even listed as a starter on their depth chart. Obviously, Miles Garrett, I think, is the best edge rusher in the NFL. Uh, He's locked in for, for years to come. I think it's a really inexperienced group, but with some development experience, there's no reason that this uh, defense can't be a top defense for years to come. Uh, They're going to be a really dominant group to some of the rival best defenses in NFL history. And I honestly believe that because they're so talented across the board. I'm really concerned for the long-term success of other AFC teams, mainly the Chargers, me being a Chargers fan, because I think we're going to be seeing that team quite a bit in the playoffs. And I, I, I think they're going to be one of the best AFC um, conference defenses in the NFL for a long time to come. Tyler,
0: from your lips to God's ears. And <laughs> with that, we'll put this one in the
1: books. Thank you guys for so much for having me on. You can follow myself at The Master Bolt and my co-host Zach Alfers on our podcast at LAC Shock Therapy. I'm looking forward to our matchup this week at SoFi Stadium, which is really, it, it is a premier stadium in the NFL. I've had a chance to attend uh, one game this year. I'll be at the the Browns game this weekend. The Dog Pound, uh, they, they have some of the most unique fan bases in the entire NFL. They've endured a lot. Uh, to that,
0: thank you guys so much for having me on and uh, bolt up. Tyler, I'm a better fan for this conversation. <laughs> this is fantastic work now i can't wait for sunday well that was your dose of the straight truth you've been listening to the opposition's position on dogs by nature radio i'm your host balonius seven take care and go browns